Well, good morning and God bless you and welcome to worship with the Old First Presbyterian Church. I am the Reverend Dr. Betty J. Tom and I am the pastor and servant leader of this great congregation. We are located at 820 Broad Street in historic downtown New Jersey, where we are transforming lives through the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We are so happy that you have come back to worship with us one more time, amen. Let's give a shout out to Mr. Kevin Harris, who is our music director here at Old First Presbyterian Church. Let everyone take a moment and say, thank you, Kevin, and good morning, Kevin. And thank you for that beautiful prelude that opened up our worship service this morning that lets us know that Old First Church is in the house and we are ready to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Well, you may not be able to see it, but the candles are lit, symbolizing Jesus Christ's presence with us and among us. Jesus said, I have come into the world as light so that whosoever believes in me shall not remain in darkness. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Well, beloved, this is the third Sunday in the season of Lent. And as you know, we are traveling with Jesus to Calvary. We're traveling with Jesus to the cross and to Resurrection Sunday. So we pray that you will stay with us and that you will travel with us as we take this journey to Calvary and to Easter Sunday morning. This is also Communion Sunday. The first Sunday of the month is Communion Sunday here at Old First Church. And I want you to get your elements ready. We're going to have Holy Communion together. Whatever you have there at home, your bread, your crackers, your orange juice, your soda pop, whatever you have at home, prepare those elements so that we together may break bread and have holy communion in this virtual space together. So get those elements right now so that you'll be ready. I wanna say happy birthday to all of our March babies, all of you who are born in this beautiful month of March. I want to say happy birthday to you. You know who you are and your names will be listed in our announcement sheet that you will receive uh, later on today or tomorrow. So check the announcements. We say happy birthday and happy anniversary to all of you who have anniversaries and special days in this month of March. And then beloved, March, the month of March is the celebration of the gifts of women. All month of March, we celebrate the gifts that women bring, the immeasurable gifts that you and I and every woman that we bring to our communities, to our families, and yes, even to the world. Join us every Sunday this month as we celebrate the gift of women. Well, come now, let us worship as we call our service to worship with the psalm found in Psalm 148, verses 1 through 5. Get your smartphones, open your Bibles, or whatever you use to read the Word of God, and let us read together the call to worship, which is found in Psalm 148, and we will read verses 1 through 5. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all you angels and all you heavenly host. Praise him sun and moon and all the stars of light. Praise him all ye heaven of heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. 
Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were all created. Praise ye the Lord. Can you say that? Praise ye the Lord as we open up this service today on this first Sunday in March and the third Sunday in the season of Lent. Beloved, let us pray together. Would you pray with me and pray for me? Let us go before the Lord. Gracious and eternal God, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, we have come again, the body of Christ, believers, seekers, those who want to know you. We're all here in this virtual space, and we're here for one reason, and that is, Lord, to praise and to magnify you. As the psalmist said, to praise ye the name of the Lord. Lord, we're here to gather together, to hear your word, to sing your songs, to preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, love divine, meet us in this space today. And bless us so that when we leave this, this opportunity, when, when we click the Zoom links off and click off the service, we can say, wow, did not our hearts burn today? as we worshiped with the old First Presbyterian Church. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who came, the one who is coming again. We give you thanks, we give you praise. Amen and amen. Amen, beloved, amen. God bless you, God bless you. Well, as is our practice here at Old First Presbyterian Church, we like to take a moment just to pass the peace with one another. And so join us now as we pass the peace with each other. Amen. Friends, good morning. Peace be unto you. Jesus said, my peace I live with you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. God is our refuge and strength. He's a present help in times of trouble. And as we experience this pandemic, these words provide comfort and assurance that the God of peace and love, the God of shalom and agape is with us. Let us come into his presence with praises and thanksgiving. Shalom and agape, God is love. And the peace of Christ be with you always. Well, God bless you. And we thank again the late Reverend Dr. Alfred Johnson, Alfred Johnson, as he passed the peace with us back in the fall of this year, of last year, and who has since then, who has gone on to glory to be with his Lord and Savior. He again passed the peace. He wishes us peace. I believe that he is watching us from his heavenly home as we pass the peace with each other today. God bless you, beloved. Well, we are delighted and happy and excited to have Mr. Andrew Darling and Mrs. Marielle Johnson with us today as they bring to us songs of praise and hymns and anthems and however the Holy Spirit has laid it on their hearts today to bless us in song and music today. And so we welcome back Andrew and Marielle. We also welcome back Mrs. Cassandra Harris, who will be reading the scripture today. Don't you love to hear Cassandra reading that text? She'll be reading today from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And my sermon title today is To Die For. 
Can you say that? To die for. Amen. And so let's welcome Cassandra, Andrew, and Marielle. God bless you. Happy Sunday morning. The blood that Jesus shed for me
It's power. Oh, it reaches through the highest mountain, and it That gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. It will never. It will never lose. It will. is taken from Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 11 New International Version Therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath? through him. For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ 
through whom we have now received reconciliation. God's word for God's people. Cassandra for the reading of that text, that powerful reading of Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 11. And Mary Ellen Andrew, thank you, thank you, thank you for those songs of praise and worship that stirred our hearts. We are ready to preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Beloved, would you join me now as we pray this prayer for illumination and then we'll get right to the word that the Holy Spirit has impressed upon me to deliver to all of us today. Let us pray this prayer of illumination. Gracious and loving God, you said in your word that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so we come today hungry, hungry for your word. Lord, feed us with manna from on high. Feed us until we want no more. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. 
Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. My sermon title today is To Die For. To Die For. Do you realize, beloved, how much we actually talk about dying in our everyday conversations? When we hear someone sing a song that we really like, we say, man, she was killing it. She was killing that song. Or when we are seriously afraid or in a situation that makes us really afraid, we say, I was scared to death. Or have you heard someone who was really, really sick, maybe with the COVID-19 virus or some other, a flu or something say, man, I was so sick, I, I thought I was gonna die. I was sick unto death. Or how about this one? That piece of strawberry cheesecake was to die for. We use death in our conversations every day. We even have these cute little metaphors for dying. We say things like, oh, you know, he kicked the bucket. Or she's pushing up daisies. Or they are now worm food. Mm -hmm. These cute little metaphors that we hear people say about death and dying. Even we people in the church, we have these euphemisms. We have these euphemisms that we use when speaking about death in order to soften the reality and the blow of death. We say things like, he passed away. Or, she crossed over the Jordan River. Or, they transitioned. Or, she just slipped away in her sleep. For many of us, this death talk is just that. It's just talk. We really have no intentions of dying for anyone. And most of us would do anything to keep from dying. This may be a different situation or a different exception for the 24-year-old man from California who on July the 20th, 1981, he burned to death as he was attempting to rescue his dog from a 205 degree Fahrenheit boiling hot spring at the Yellowstone National Park. Maybe this was an exception for him. You see, the dog had escaped from the car and had jumped into the boiling hot spring, not knowing that he was jumping into a hot spring. And so his owner, the man, jumped headfirst into the spring in order to rescue the dog. His friends were able to get him out of the boiling spring and get him to the hospital. And before he died, he admitted that it was poor judgment to jump into that hot spring in order to save his dog. Well, beloved, the dog burned to death and the 24-year-old, he actually died as well. But he thought that his dog was worth dying for. Beloved, in this text today in Romans, the Apostle Paul, in this important treatise on justification by faith, to the Christians at Rome, in a letter to the Christians at Rome, Paul did not use metaphors, any cute metaphors. He did not use any fancy euphemisms. 
nor did he rely on any poor judgment when he was speaking about Christ. Paul did not say that Christ crossed over the Jordan River for us, nor did he say that Jesus transitioned for us. Paul brought the bedrock foundational truth of the gospel to street level language, to street level conversation. And he expressly said, Christ died for us. Actually three times in this short pericope, the apostle Paul said that Christ died for us. No fancy euphemisms, no cute metaphors. Christ died for the sinner. Christ died for the ungodly. Christ, by his substitutionary death, reconciled humankind back to God. Foundational truth of the gospel. Christ thought that you and I, we were worth saving. We were worth dying for. As we move through this Lenten season, beloved, towards Holy Week and then Resurrection Sunday, the Apostle Paul reminds us that Christ's death was a different kind of death. It was different from any person in history who had ever died before. You see, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Savior, he was born to die. And for us believers, as this text speaks to us today, we are the beneficiaries of Christ's death and his resurrection. Can you say amen? Amen. You see, in the financial and insurance world, a beneficiary is someone who receives the benefits, the money, the property, the land of the insured person after they die. You might be a beneficiary on someone's insurance policy right now or in someone's will. You may be the beneficiary, but you cannot collect those benefits as long as that person is still living. You don't get the benefits until they die. Some of you are just waiting around for grandma to pass on because she made you the beneficiary on her life insurance policy. Amen. Amen. The psalmist said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And in this letter to the Romans, Paul said that one of the benefits that we enjoy as believers is that Christ died so that we could have peace. Peace. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God for peace. Peace on the inside. The songwriter says something on the inside, working on the outside. That's the peace that Christ died to give the believer. That is one of our benefits. As members of the body of Christ, one of the benefits that we now enjoy is harmony and friendship and peace and good relationship with God. 
Before we came to know Christ as our Savior, we were enemies of God. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 uh, through 19, that we were estranged from God. We were the enemies of God. But all oh, because Christ died, we now have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We no longer live in a way that takes us away from God. But Jesus, his, because of his death, we can draw nigh unto God. Amen? Jesus is our peace. We now have been in a, set in a right relationship with God through his death. And that we are now a part of God's massive, extended family because of our faith in his son. God said, whosoever will, let them come. And God's family is made up of people from every nation, from every walk of life, every color. God's family is a massive family because God says whosoever will receive Jesus by faith, you can be in the family of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Beloved, the only way to be in God's family is to be justified, not by self-righteousness and self-righteous works, not by anything that we can do or say or buy, but it's only by faith in Jesus Christ. The scripture says that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we have been made whole, and we now have peace with God. That's one of the benefits, beloved. Amen. Another benefit, another benefit. Christ died so that we could have access to God. In this rich and wonderful uh, pericope today, Paul reminds the church at Rome that we have access to God through the death of Jesus Christ because he died. We have access to God not by natural keys and codes and passwords, but by faith in Jesus Christ. This is a good place to say amen. That word access in the Greek is a word that means that we have been ushered into the very presence of a king, a ruler, or a person of authority and high respect. We have access. We have been ushered into the very presence of God. We have access to God. Because of the blood of Jesus, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy to help in our time of need. When troubles come into our lives, we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to go to the priest and sit in confession booths and ask to be forgiven of our sins. Listen, beloved, we can go, we have been ushered into the presence of God. We can go straight to God through Jesus Christ, through his sacrificial death, because we have faith in God. Now, I remember back when my husband was working for the Obama administration and we took a tour of the White House when, when Barack Obama was the president of the United States. 
And I really wanted to see the president, right? I wanted to see President Obama. But, but the best we could do was get me a tour of the White House because I did not have access to the president. Maybe if I had been a family member or a very close friend, I could have gotten a chance to have a personal audience with, with President Obama at that time. But again, as close as I could get to that was a tour of the White House. I did not have access to President Obama. But beloved, we can go right into the president, presence of God for ourselves. Now, I, I'm your pastor, and, I, and I'm happy to pray for you and to pray with you. But even if you can't get to me, you can enter into the presence of God. You have the key. You have access to, to God through Jesus Christ. The door of faith has been opened, and you can go for yourself into the very presence of God. Isn't that wonderful? Say amen, amen, and amen. Have you ever forgotten your password to any of your uh, accounts, online accounts? I know I have. It is the most frustrating thing in the world to forget your password and, and, and not be able to have access to your accounts, your bank accounts or your email accounts or whatever your online accounts is. It is the most frustrating thing to keep punching in all those passwords and, and, and none of them work. And they keep telling you, you don't have access. Uh, once I forgot my Google login account and, and Google would not let me in and I tried over and over again and finally they said, you need to start over and make a brand new password. And so I had to just scratch the old password, whatever it was, and I had to start all over again and make a new password. Some of you are out there nodding yes to me in virtual land. You know what that's like. You've been there, done that. I had today, I have more passwords than I have shoes in my closet. Everything has a password, amen? But at, without the password, you will not have access. And beloved, our password is the name of Jesus. By faith in Jesus Christ, we have access. We have the password to get to God, amen? Amen. Listen, God did not wait until we got right with him in order for us to have access. God did not wait till we stopped lying. God did not wait till we stopped chasing women or chasing men for that fact. God didn't wait till we stopped stealing and doing all kinds of ungodly things. God didn't wait for us. God loved us. God commended his love towards us. God celebrated and God set and God constituted his love towards us. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen, beloved, listen. God is not mad at you. God loves you unconditionally. Can you say amen? Amen. We have access to God because of the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. And then one more benefit and my final one for the scope of this sermon. Christ died so that we could have that blessed assurance. Another word for assurance is hope. Christ died. One of the benefits of his death is that we can have that blessed assurance 
Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. We have that blessed hope. Hope. We have hope because when we were still sinners, before we even came to God, God came to us. When we were out doing our own thing and we could have cared less about God, God sent his only begotten son to die for us. And so we have hope and hope does not make us ashamed. And we have hope that God is with us in this life and in the next life to come eternal life. Our hope in God is our assurance. It is our promise that God will give us the strength that we need to keep going in the face of adversity. When we are people, when we have, when we are people who have no hope, we give up. We do not care what happens because we have nothing to live for. But beloved, that is not true of believers because one of our benefits is that we have hope. Lord, we thank God for, for courage. We thank God for strength in the face of all of these challenges that we had in 2020 and all of the challenges that we will have going forward. We have this blessed hope in Christ Jesus. Beloved, if God loved us so much when we were sinners, listen, if God loved us so much when we were his enemies, that he sent his son to die for us. Don't you know that God cares for us, his sons and daughters, now that we are believers? I get excited when I read in the scriptures, when I see these words, how much more? Whenever I see how much more in the scripture, this lesser to greater uh, way of reasoning, I, I get really excited, beloved. How much more? If you then, who are evil, know how to give, give, give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give, give good gifts to those who ask him? How much more? Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They neither gather in storehouses or barns. Yet God feeds them. Oh, how much more of value are you than birds? How much more? How much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him? How much more? For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through the life of Jesus Christ? I don't know about you, but every time I read how much more, I get excited about the word of God. God is standing. God is ready to give us so much more, so many more benefits because we are his children. Beloved, as I said in our, in our introduction this, this morning, the month of March, we celebrate the gifts of women, of women of every nation, every creed, every color. We celebrate women during this month of March. Beloved, remember your, the women in your lives and remember to celebrate them 
not just in March every day, but particularly in March, remember those women, those foremothers and forefathers and the mothers and fathers and the mothers present now today, remember to, to celebrate women. In April of 2017, a 21-year-old woman by the name of Michaela Garcia, she was killed in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And according to Newsweek magazine, the discovery of Garcia's body about 140 miles outside of Buenos Aires, she had been raped and she had been tortured. Garcia was an outspoken leader in the movement, the movement that meant not one less woman. And it was a movement she spoke out against the sexual violence and harassment of women in Latin America countries. And so she was murdered because of her outspoken stance against sexual violence of women. Down through the annals of time, women have paid the ultimate price with their lives because they dared to speak up and to stand up against oppressive and demonic forces that threatened themselves and their communities. Beloved, let's celebrate the women in our lives. Well, that 24-year-old man that I told you about that jumped into that boiling spring in Yellowstone National Park in order to save his dog, um, he did so because he believed that his dog was worth saving, that his dog was worth dying for, and they both died. Beloved, we have one, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and went to a burning hell so that you and I and all of humankind, so that we don't have to go there. And we confirm this every Sunday in our Confession of Faith, the Apostles' Creed, particularly in the section that says, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. He rose again on the third day from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And he is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And from there he will come to judge the living and the dead. We affirm this every time we confess our faith by the Apostles' Creed that Jesus Christ was crucified, that he died, and he was buried, but he descended into hell so that we don't have to go to hell. Listen, beloved. On this third Sunday in the season of Lent, Jesus Christ sees each of you as special and valuable and worth dying for. Christ says that you are to die for. And since Christ died for you, Beloved, won't you live for him? Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, beloved, and I pray that your hearts were lifted up as I am and you were challenged and overjoyed by the word today, knowing that Jesus Christ died for you.
He didn't just pass over. He didn't slip away. He died and he rose again just for you and for me. Well, beloved, we're ready to receive Holy Communion today, and I'm going to ask you to go get your elements, whatever you have. We will bless those elements, and we will use those to, say, to take communion with one another today. And while you're doing that, we're going to invite you to sing our communion song, our communion hymn, Let Us uh, Talents and Tongues Employ. And uh, Mr. Kevin Harris is going to play our hymn, and we're going to sing together. The words will be scrolled for you. And so let us sing together our communion hymn as we prepare to take communion. Amen. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, amen, for playing our communion hymn together. And now, beloved, our communion litany today. I will prompt you as to what you are to say as I read our litany together. O God of power, God of peace, who feeds the hungry and calms the storms and comforts the trembling, call your children into your arms today call your children to this table so that we may break bread with you. Beloved, the Lord be with you, and your response is, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, your response is, and we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God, and your response is, it is right to give God our thanks and praise. Blessed are you, Alpha and Omega. O oh God, you are the one who changed chaos into creation. You know the trembling hearts of all of your children. Adam, hiding, naked. Eve, exiled, with no way to return. Sarah, childless and jealous. Hagar abandoned to die, Moses stuttering before Pharaoh, and Daniel thrown to the lions, David facing the giant Goliath, 
and Esther petitioning the king. To all of your servants, you gave comfort, you delivered, and you inspired. God, you are still that still small voice. You are the tranquil waters, you are the mother's embrace. You are the father's strong arm, you are the prophet's voice. You are the nurse's touch, and you are the little child's faith. God, you have given us peace beyond all understanding. You have said to us that there is no fear in love. And so, God, you are our hope. And we come to you, O Holy One, and we bless you, Holy God. And we thank you. And in all the company of angels, with all the people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and we sing in this unending hymn. Say it with me. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are holy and blessed is Jesus Christ who called you Abba, Father. To a fearful world, you sent this child, Jesus. You announced his coming to Mary and to the shepherds and to the angels saying, do not be afraid. Jesus came and lived among us. He taught and healed and saved and he confronted to the troubled minds, he eased their troubled souls. To the turbulent seas, he quieted them. Children rested and followers were transformed and yes, rulers were thrown into turmoil. Beloved, the scripture says on the night that Jesus Christ was betrayed, that he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. As often as you eat this, do so in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, after the supper, he took the cup. And Jesus said, this cup is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. And as often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. Beloved, as often as we take the bread and receive the cup, we do show forth Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection until he comes again. These are the gifts of God and they are for the people of God. Can you say amen and amen? And so beloved, in remembrance of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in, in thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice. In union with Christ's offering for us, we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Say it with me. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Powerful and peaceful God, breathe your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these gifts of bread and wine and whatever gifts 
that the virtual audience has brought with them today. Breathe your spirit upon our gifts, that they may be for us the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, that we may be a holy and living sacrifice through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, almighty God, both now and forever. Amen. Beloved, get your element and let us receive the bread, whatever you have there. Let us receive that. Beloved, this is the body of Christ. Let us eat together. Amen. And whatever you have there, beloved, let us drink together. This is the cup of salvation. Let us drink together. Amen. Thank God. Beloved, God bless you. Now comes our time of prayer, and I wish that I could uh, lift up all of your prayer concerns to the Lord. Uh, but I can't do that in this virtual space, but you can take all of your requests. Remember, you have access, and you can take your prayer concerns to the Lord. And so let's lift them up now, and let us say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Beloved, we know God has heard our prayers as we've lifted them up to the Lord because we have access to him through faith in Jesus Christ. Just uh, two quick announcements for you, beloved, as we prepare to close with our benediction and postlude. Immediately following this worship service, I invite you to join the Old First Presbyterian Church in coffee hour from 1230 to 130. We will be in a Zoom coffee hour, visiting with one another, catching up with each other, and just a time of just being together. We are looking forward to the day when we can see each other face to face back in this worship space. Until then, join us in Zoom. Even if you can't stay the entire hour, just come on and say hello and let us see your face in the place, amen? And so God bless you. That Zoom link is waiting for you right now in your email box. God bless you. And beloved, as I've said, this is month is the women's, the gifts of women, celebrating the gifts of women. And I have been so honored and blessed to be asked to be uh, the speaker for our national church, the Presbyterian Church USA, to be the speaker for our women's celebration of Women's Day service, which will be Wednesday morning, March the 10th at nine o'clock in the morning. I will also send you that Zoom link so that you can Zoom in and see pastor preaching uh, to the national church and to our community, our virtual communities on the gifts of women as we celebrate this month. So I invite you to come and be with us 
uh, with the National Church, the Presbyterian Church USA, in our celebration of this month of women's ministries. Well, bless, God bless you, beloved. That's the only announcement I have for you. All other announcements can be found in your uh, media team announcements, which you have received in your email. And now let us prepare for our benediction. Beloved, this is the foundational bedrock truth of the gospel, that while we were yet sinners, God sent his only son to die in our places that God loves us so much unconditionally that Jesus died for us. Beloved, if you can grasp the truth of that gospel, you are in the family of God. And so now may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, both now and forever. Amen and amen. I want to give you back to Mr. Kevin Harris, who will bring us the postlude. See you again in this space next week. And, beloved, if you enjoyed this worship service today, we ask that you would like us on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts, on our website. We ask that you would subscribe to our YouTube page by ringing the bell. Amen. And also, don't forget to leave a comment. If you enjoyed this service today, leave us a comment and tell us how much you enjoyed worshiping with us in our virtual church. God bless you. Kevin?